Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. The Earth only has one moon. Welcome to Factor. Welcome to the Factor, your weekly battle of facts, y'all. Alex is the host, not a slack off. Mike's got the facts that'll smack y'all. But don't worry, cuz Pat's got your back, y'all. It's the Factor. It's the Factor. Yeah, it's the Factor. Welcome to Fact Off, a weekly podcast where we each bring you a random and obscure fact, and you, the listener, gets to decide the winner. I'm your host, Alex, and it's with me as always, Mr. Chris- Christmas in July, Mike. I'm Mr. Chris. Mess in July. You oh. love Christmas. <laughs> I-, I miss the second part. I, I do yeah. love Christmas. Like My favorite time of year to go to Christmas tree shop. Shoppy. Really? Shop? Mine Shoop- is in Shoppy? late May. Early June, you get the perfect Christmas tree. Oh, side side fact. It, can stories about your life be a fact, considered a fact? Or is it yes. only a fact if somebody writes it down somewhere? I write everything down, so yes, it's a fact. Okay, so we were at the Christmas tree shoppy shop, and uh, we noticed in the in the corner there's this car, and it's a, it's a hot day, so, so you know what's going on, and... There was this dog just laying in the front seat of of the car, and it looked dead, dead. Like it was, it was gone. It wasn't moving. Nothing, nothing was happening. And my wife and brother in law and sister were like freaking out. Like we need to call the police. This dog is this dead in the car. We need to uh, or passed out or whatever. And they're freaking out. And I just walk five feet away from the car, look in the window, and I'm like, "Hey guys, that's a taxidermy dog." <laughs> it's not a real yeah, it's not a real dog how do you know it was like stuffed what it was uh on a, like it was mounted onto like a board it was like obviously like oh, okay st- stiff like that yeah and also our co-host is mr bah humbug himself <laughs> pat yeah way to chime in here uh and to answer your question no i don't consider that a fact <laughs> bah humbug i'm just gonna be negative I also love Christmas and stealing it. <gasps> well, that's the Grinch. That's not Ebenezer oh, yeah. Scrooge. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I don't give it back. Oh. Yeah, welcome to Fact Off, like I said before. Uh, Mike, who won last week? I don't know. The I'm still calculating the votes. Uh, let me uh, get the calculator out. Uh, how do you guys know what my calculator sounds like I, it's very offensive that you think i own a calculator that makes these sorts of noises <laughs> i have a very premium calculator that lives on my phone and it goes um, clickety clack exactly don't it looks that. like i don't know error i'm just getting an error message oh man right. i guess we'll have to announce it next week when we figure yeah, it out well, so no victory fact for this week no one has one i guess we're all jack off this week <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we're, we're that every week. <laughs> yeah. But does that mean we could just skip right to everybody's favorite part of the show? <gasps> Pat, fun, fact, factacular, fanny, fact, fun, factacular, fun. That's right. Fact. It's the fact, fun, fact, all fun, factacular. And in case you didn't know, and this is your first episode, this is where I take five random facts from a random fact cal- uh, calendar calculator <laughs> that I got from my wife for Christmas this year. And Mike tells me which one is the best fact of the week, and Alex tells me which one is the worst fact of the week. Are you ready for fact number one? Yes. 
Did you know that Shel Silverstein wrote the song A Boy Named Sue? I did not. I heard that song on the radio the other day. Really? You know who does not like that song? My mother-in-law. You know what her name is? Sue. Sue. I just think people think it's funny, and it's not well, funny. They, like, it's like one of those songs that they, like, a lot of, like, some of these comedy old songs, and they have, like, people laughing in the background, like, it's the funniest thing they've ever heard in the world. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, we know. should add that to our uh, yeah. our podcast. I already added a laugh track to this one, this episode. Yeah. Is that why? It's just hecklers? <laughs> There's no laughs through this whole episode. That's why you never hear the laugh track. Oh, you wait for the jokes and they just never arrive. <laughs> exactly. So I'm still, I have, I paid a lot of money for a laugh track and you right. get to use it. All right, bra. Wait, did someone say bra? The term bra is Hawaiian, short for brada, meaning brother. Oh, okay. Oh. In case you thought I was just calling Mike bra for no reason. When I want to put it past you. Uh, if you, this is your first episode of the Fact Off, every episode we argue about how many ridges there are on the edges of a dime, and today we finally know the answer. Oh, I want to guess 37. Mike guesses? Nine, nine, why am I always guessing numbers? 96. You, the one episode I asked you to guess and you said no. I laughed so hard. Who says no to a guess? Just pick a number. Anyway, I forget what you said. The answer is 118 ridges on a oh, dime. Mike was close. I, I knew that. Like, I, I just calculated it wrong. You knew it, but you said the wrong answer, so... No, it was my fact calculator. It was off. Next fact. I'll give you a one in eight shot at this. There is only one planet in our solar system that spins clockwise. What is it? Oh, I want to say... One of them spins on the side. I want to say Jupiter goes the other way, but I think that's wrong. You would say Jupiter because you're stupider. Mike, do you have any... Uh, Pluto, because I still believe it's a planet. <laughs> well, you're wrong. The answer is Venus. Hey, Venus. That's yeah. where girls are from. Yeah, so why Venus, they, spin right? the, they always spin the other way. You ever notice if you have a boy <laughs> and a girl spinning next to each other, they always go opposite ways. Yeah, boys are always going counterclockwise. <laughs> but what did they right. do in Australia? They uh, spin on their heads. Okay. Uh, down. <laughs> and finally... The Twitter bird's official name is Larry. Yeah, that's the dumb fact that we. <laughs> Wait, you got right to that one. You got it done yeah. with that one. His right, name bro. should be like Tim. Terry. No, Larry Bird. No, I don't like it. There's already a basketball player named Larry Bird. Yeah. Is there? Yeah. Uh, I have to look it he up. He played for a basketball team. <laughs> and that would verify that he's a basketball player. So, anybody want to volunteer to go first? I can go first if you guys want. I went first last week. Okay, I'll go, go first. Go for it, Alex. <clears throat> Somebody earlier said Australia, didn't they? Yes. I might did. But that's a bad segue into my fact. But I, you guys see that uh, Sonic 2 movie everybody's talking about? They're all like, Sonic 2 this, Sonic 2 that. I have not seen it, and I better not hear one spoiler. This is about a character in the, the uh, video game named Knuckles. Knuckles the Enkinta. Echidna. The Echidna is an animal I've never heard of. You heard? Is it a real animal? It's a real animal. Found only in Australia and New Guinea. Oh. Wait, are hedgehogs real? Hedgehogs are not real. We were, okay. Like, <laughs> False. No, a hedgehog- if you see a hedgehog in real life, it's probably clay. Made out of clay. Yeah. It's, uh, 
It's clay. Yes, it's clay. Now, uh, the echidna is a real animal. And it is found only in Australia, like Mike mentioned there, uh, earlier, and New Guinea. Do they have sweet, sultry voices? No. It's known as the spiny anteater. So it has like a snout like an anteater and a really long tongue. But it's like kind of looks like a hedgehog, so people kind of get them confused because they have the spikes on the back. It's one of the oldest mammals. They found uh, bones of uh, a kintas, or like a bone deposit, uh, in a cave in Australia that dates back 17 million years ago. Oh, was there a bunch of copies of Sonic and Knuckles like laying in the cave too? It was in some KS Emeralds. It was all there. Cool fact about the Akintas is that they can, they're found like everywhere in Australia. Wait. The coast, the mountains, the grasslands, the deserts. They're found in all these areas. They just live anywhere. They don't look anything like Knuckles. Oh, it's going to get weird. <laughs> um, so, main reason why they're found everywhere is they eat ants and termites. That's what they do. And they're everywhere. Yeah. There's a kid in my, in my house. God. Yeah. The akinta is a monotreme. A monotreme? A mammal that lays eggs. I was always told, oh, the platypus is the only animal that lays eggs. It's not true. There's five animals. And four of them are the species of akintas. The stoat beak akintas and three of the long beak species. And the duckbill platypus is the other one that lays eggs. But everybody's always talking about the bat platypus. How come yeah. nobody talks about this Knuckles character? Yeah. He lays, they like eggs in their pouch. So, like I said, they have a very long tongue. It's half the size of their body. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's a long tongue. You know what they don't have? Teeth. They don't have teeth. They smash up the ants in like the roof of their mouth with their powerful tongue. That's what I do with ants. Yeah. That's how I eat M&M's. Uh, but know what's cool about them. <laughs> Good to know. The, the snout has electroreceptors that they can sense like the electrical movements in like the ants so they can use them to hunt. That's kind of cool. They believe they're the only land mam- animals that have this ability. The uh, sharks and stingrays have them. And then the akinta. Um... They have a relatively large brain. They said they're probably as smart as rats and cats. So not smart at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, they have a big frontal cortex for like strategic thinking. And they experience REM, rapid eye movement, when they sleep. So they Aww. dream. But they dream. But you know what they also don't have? They don't have stomachs. All right. This is just getting absurd. You're making up an animal. <laughs> no. This animal doesn't have a stomach. So like... Where did the mushed up ants go? What? Like, so, like, the stomach has, like, acids and all the breakdown stuff, but they don't eat that. They eat ants and all, so they don't really need, they're not really breaking down anything big. So, over time, they evolved, like, they stopped using their stomachs, kind of like our appendix. Appendix. Like, we don't use it anymore. One of them. No, the appendix. Like, so we don't use it anymore, and over time, like, it just stopped working. What are you talking about? I I still use mine every day. Well, yeah, you're special. So special. (laughs) <laughs> so, also, for mammals, they have flat, hard eyes. So they have, like, the flattest eyes of any mammal, so they can see pred- predators in great distances. This is the silliest animal ever. <laughs> We're getting there. Their eyes are also hard, so when they crawl up into the ball to protect themselves, 
the spikes don't like hurt their eyes. That's smart. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you call it? The beginning of that evolution where they're just like curl up into a ball. Ow, wow, my eyes. Wait, are you sure they're not just wearing sunglasses, Alex? They ain't anybody checked yeah, with, with fake eyes on them. They wear them at night. So also, I forgot <laughs> to mention earlier. They have their poles in the front, you know, like their claws, and then their back legs they face out. Oh, so they're 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 about bonied. Yeah, no, I, I guess I don't know. Um, so they can still dig like while they're in the in the ball if they need to protect themselves. So they can burrow. They don't sweat. They don't have sweat glands, but they have the lowest active body heat of all mammals. The humans at like. 37 degrees Celsius, they're at 31 to 33. Do you know would be awesome? No, you could never off. get rabies from this guy because rabies needs a, a higher temperature. So this guy yeah. probably has zero disease. They also don't have teeth, Mike. <laughs> they can't bite you. <laughs> yeah, but they can like lick in your ear. Yeah, lick yeah. rabies into your ear. So they actually, like when it gets real hot in forest fires or like... Um, or they, like use the, they use them to put the forest fires out because they're so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like they, just they throw piles. They, they, they can lower the body heat until some say five, but most say like 10, 10 degrees Celsius. So they cool their bodies and they just burrow on the ground and they stay on the ground. They can hibern- They can kind of hibernate for short periods of time. They do this when they can't find any food or if it's like super like hot out. There is lots of fires in uh, Australia, so that makes complete yeah. sense why they would develop that feature. Since they're the burrowers, they have a high tolerance to carbon dioxide and low oxygen. They're used to low oxygen, so they dig underneath. So essentially, they can breathe underground. Yeah. Okay. You say that's all the facts I have on this animal, Pat? <laughs> is that I what you're say saying? That. You this, just said that? Surely, surely this is the last fact. This animal, the male species, has a penis with four prongs. What's weird about that? <laughs> so, when it mates, it uses two prongs at a time, and it alternates which one it uses. Damn. And the female has two reproductive tracks. Oh. So, like, a higher chance of getting pregnant. Wow. So, what they do, they say when, like, mating season, the animal is mostly solitary, but they... If they come in contact with each other, they don't fight each other. They just say that. But mating times, the men will kind of form like a train (laughs) and (laughs) try to win the affection for the woman. And it's real neat thing is because they have the spikes. Like the woman will keep the spikes up until she's ready to mate. And then when she she chooses a way to say yes or no. Okay. Yeah. You got to be careful where you touch these (laughs) akintas because you might get a prick. And they have <laughs> four pricks on their prick. <laughs> um, they, but like I said, they also they lay an egg, and, and the woman creates a pouch for the egg. Yeah. Lays the egg. Like the egg's there for 10 beast. days. You're speaking this up. <laughs> no. This, like, how do we not learn about this animal? This animal is... Yeah. This, this should be all, the first animal you learn about. And then all, yeah. well, the, and then all other animals will be way less uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so the egg hatches for 10 days, and then the little babies are called pugglers. I'm just Aww. imagining a baby trying to get out of an egg for 10 days straight, like, uh, yeah. struggling. Yeah, so then it lays in the, and then it stays in the mother's pouch for two months, 
and then it stays on like the once they're big enough they'll make it like a home underground and they'll stay there for several months but they also uh, the mother also produces milk that's why the mammals they say like mammals split off from the monotreme to two things like the marsupials that have like the pouch and then like humans mm-hmm. mammals where they just like give birth and don't have a pouch wait some humans but, don't have pouches nope uh so my that's my fact about the akinta my fact is this called the coolest effing animal <laughs> like it's just like <laughs> it's, it's like cool just animal. one thing after another it's like what can't this animal do you know other animals survive it like it can't glide through the air and <laughs> climb up walls <laughs> it doesn't have impo- opposable thumbs so it can't do no. like uh cooking wait <laughs> Knuckles has two like big prongs on each of his fists. You think they did that to be like penis accurate in the Sonic games? Yeah, but they don't have the penis on the Knuckles pen. <laughs> no, but that's what they, they call them Knuckles. Yes, yeah. four. <laughs> yeah, you're a little prongs. bit off with your anatomy, buddy. Yeah, I'll figure it out one of these days. <laughs> that is my fact about the Akinta. I looked it up. It's ugly looking, but so cute. I, I think it's a. Fine looking animal, but like, yeah, you just like read facts about it. So it's like, it can't have another thing. And, and it looks nothing like Knuckles, too. <laughs> it's like when they, uh, when like a kid's describing something, like making up its own like superhero, and then he has this power, and then he could do this, and then he could do that. <laughs> it is. So, you know, like you think about evolution, and you're like, why do we have these? Like, you, you think about things that animals have, and you're like, well, I don't see any purpose for that. This animal, everything you described has a very like distinct like oh they have this for this reason yeah it seems like they were saying like with the eggs is they were more of a water-based creature kind of like the platypus but over time they did develop more to a land but they still kept the egg thing it seems like before like animals kind of either decided to be like hunters or prey and then they developed like this better at one thing and evolved into that and this is like, we're just going to kind of do it all. You think they all got together? They're like, hey, yeah, I, I wanna do you want to hunt me or do you want to yeah. <laughs> you want to run away for the rest of your yeah. uh, existence? I want a penis with four punks. All right, <laughs> but we're going to come for you. Um, okay, whoever wants to go next. Mike, you want up? All right, I'll do it. All right, cool. All right, what if I told you guys there was an event, a free event, where you could get a bread roll, a gingerbread Pretzel, a piece of sausage, and a commemorative enamel cup. I'd say you're a goddamn liar. Is that my funeral? (laughs) No. It's not your funeral. Uh, But if you guys wanted to attend this event, the only catch would be we would have to get into a time machine. (gasps) Aw. Gotta go back in time. And travel back to the year 1896. May 18th. Oh, May 18th. Oh, I was born May 20th. Way off. Way off. So close. And once you travel back in time, I assume when you travel back in time, you don't actually travel to a point in place. You're traveling to the spot where the time machine's at, right? Because I always see it in movies like they time travel and they also travel travel. And I think that's that's where my mind gets blown. Well, the Earth is moving. They're not going to the exact same time. You know. I agree where like you should go back to the spot you were just then. That Back to the Future does that, right? Yeah, I think so. But like other movies, they'll go back in time and just show up in a completely different place. Yeah, because it's a movie about time travel. Who cares? Just show up where you need to be. I don't need exposition. No, but right. some like put time and location. Well, uh, anyways, well, you'd have to travel back <laughs> in time and then get on a, a boat 
and then hop on a train and go to Russia. Okay. Uh, so this story takes place in Russia. So, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just a roundabout way to get there. So let's set the set the stage. Uh, Nicholas II and Alexandra were to be crowned emperor and empress of Russia on May fourteenth, eighteen ninety six. Hold on, okay. you said May eighteenth. Oh, this is like four days before whatever happened. Oh wow, yeah. Quick, I, I'm glad I included dates on this one. I, I'm I'm super proud of myself. Um, they were self important Romanovs. Um, Romanovs ruled Russia for 300 years and they were uh, not very popular with the people. Um, but the preparations for this event, this coronation event, was epic. They were they went all out. It was a whole, basically a whole month long event of like processions, balls, dinners with different ambassadors, etc. Um, Sounds like Mike's wedding. Yeah, I, ha- I did. I, I had lots of balls. Um, you had a, a lot of etc. A lot, a <laughs> lot of etc. Yeah. So four days after the coronation celebration, um, there was going to be a banquet for the people because everything else was private. Um, only the rich people would go to, and, and I assume they wanted the people to be able to experience this fun event. So they were going to hold it at this field called Kodink, Kodinka, Kodoinka, Kodoinka. <laughs> How do you say it? K H. Mike, we don't <laughs> we don't know how it's spelled. All right, and even if you spell it, I'm not going to be able to pronounce. You sound like you have an okay. Australian accent. Kadanka, mate. Kadanka. All right, they were going to hold this big event at Kadanka Field, <laughs> and uh, the 18th it's was Kedanka. made into like a national holiday. They prepared like 20 pubs and 150 buffets just for the event. So it, it's going to be like a grand. Uh, thing. So on May 17th, the day before the event, obviously crowds were showing up early because uh, you want to get your pretzel, your commemorative cup. Um, all those things sound great, um, especially if you're just like a local person. You probably don't have uh, commemorative cups. Uh, how much do you think a commemorative cup, cup would be worth back then? Do you think they like collected these things? Well, kitty litter costs 65 cents. So yeah, like I'm going to say commemorative cup. Earlier. $12. I was trying to look up the history of commemorative cups because I thought it was an interesting concept. <laughs> and uh, the earliest one I could find was the 1838 one from Queen Victoria's coronation. And that one's actually worth a decent amount of money. I think it's like $400. But like, Ooh, not... Because it has a hologram on it. Yeah, you would think it would be worth way more than that. But I guess commemorative cups are worthless. All depends on if people collected them. Yeah, that's like true. Mo- a lot of people have them, then they're not going to be worth much. That's true. So th- I guess you could throw away all your commemorative cups. You get at Reds baseball games and different sporting events. Those are probably Com- worth Commemorative cups are to clean children and elderly. It's, it would be a cold day in hell before I give up my cups. That's true. I have a lot. I have a lot of commemorative cups. Um, I like them. I always, we I always start up- a commemorative cup podcast. <laughs> we should. Each week we have some a guest come on and talk about the command of a cup and how they got it. Uh, yeah, that'd be so I amazing. I like this idea. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. The so cup, uh, let's uh, we're back at the event. Uh, people are showing up left and right. The morning of the event, May eighteenth, five a.m. Half a million people now filled this field, and this field was wow. like a gigantic square field with ravines on on the side and many gullies, like little. Um, spots like little uh i guess 
a gully would be kind of a a valley of sorts, a small valley, I guess. Were yeah. they covered in ferns? Yeah, fern gully. Yeah, that's this is actually the origin of fern gully. Don't don't ruin my fact, Pat. I'm trying to figure out where your yeah, fact is going. Yeah. So rumors started to spread throughout the crowd. The beer and the pretzels are running out. Oh, oh. Uh, the commemorative cups have free gold coins at the bottom. So the crowd just starts getting riled up and excited and um, started to get out of hand a little bit. And as the crowd started to surge, there were only 2,000 police there to control it. Less than 2,000, actually. And in the chaos, people fell into the pits in the field. And what? chaos reigned. Like There were stories of like people just screaming and being crushed in, in the gullies and in the pits. Oof. And like multiple bodies were just filling up the pits. And um, at the end, the death toll was like 1,389 dead and 1,300 wow. injured. So it, it was a tragic event. But the, the weird thing about it was pretty much a lot of people in the crowd didn't realize any of this was going on. Well, when you have half a million people and what'd you say, 1,300 died? Yeah. And they didn't have cell phones. They did. Yeah. They, we need to go back in time and give them a cell phone. Well, this happened in yeah, that concert early, earlier this year. Or was it earlier this year? Um, where uh, people yeah. uh, got crushed at the concert and Astro nobody in the Festa, crowd knew what it? was going on. Astroworld. Yeah, Astroworld. Astro I was going to say AstroTurf and I was like, I know it's not that. But. No. But yeah, it seems like these big crazy events like people don't realize like it's just so chaotic people don't realize things are like that are happening um but as the day went on uh they quickly cleaned up the mess and by 2 p.m uh nikolai the second arrived to a thunderous applause in the crowd and they all like sang the national anthem so nobody in the crowd really knew like this had happened and everybody was just carry on carrying on like nothing you know, nothing happened. And it wasn't until the next day that, like, word had gotten out of, of the crazy tragedy of all these people crushed. And um, the royal family that night got word of it. And they went to, like, a dinner, a formal dinner um, with, with a French ambassador. And people were pissed because, like, if – think about it this way. If something – if, if uh, Biden or Trump had a big event in, like – 1,500 people were killed, and then they went to a, 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 a dinner that night. Uh, I think people would be pretty pissed. They have to eat? Yeah, but th- this was like a public, a big public event. Um, we agree, Mike. Okay. <laughs> yeah, now it's just making a joke. <laughs> you don't have to convince me. I will. We're going to have five minutes of arguing right here. and <laughs> Strap in. Strap in. I'm going to convince you, Alex, that this was a bad idea. So yeah, there was major backlash, and the royal family had to uh, make a tour of visiting all these injured people and like going to families of the dead and like apologizing and that sort of thing. Um, but honestly, this was the start of like a very tragic uh, rule um, because I, I think twenty years later, um, the Russia what, what revolution was it? You're a history major, Alex. The American the Bolshevik Revolution. was it the Bolshevik Re- Revolution? I have no idea. That was earlier. I don't know. Um, all the I know French is Revolution. they were overthrown. The Russian Revolution. <laughs> they were overthrown, and uh, I believe the whole family was uh, put to death. And I hear is a really uh, gruesome and the 
the way they were put to death wasn't really released until later on, but it was uh, pretty gruesome, the end of their family. But uh, my fact is called The Death of the Party. Nice. It's like Life of the Party, but it's the opposite. Exactly. I like it. All that for a pretzel and a commemorative <laughs> cup. Yeah, I was like trying to remember all the things you said at the beginning. Yeah, a bread roll, a gingerbread, a pretzel, a piece of sausage, and a commemorative enamel cup. So it'll last, stand the time, test of time. Do you want like party or do you want party? Oh, anyway. <laughs> nope. Answer the question, Mike. Party. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Okay, uh, who's next? Oh, you're the last. Wait, no, that would be me. <laughs> we did the reverse order of last week. I'm going. I'm going. Ag- I'm going again. <laughs> All right, this animal in this video game is crazy. That animal right. is awesome. So I decided to combine two things: Mike's fact about royalty and royal families and murder, and Alex's difficulty in pronouncing words. <gasps> so my fact: I started looking up. I don't know what I was watching or what I was thinking of, but I was just trying Pulling. to think of, um, remember that, uh, that flaying, one of my earlier facts was about flaying, you know, that story where they cut the skin off the oh, girl okay. and uh, it had somebody else wear it and, stuff. and made books. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> made books out of their skin. So I was looking up like torture and like Persia, like if you were a criminal in Persia, it did not end well for you. I'm just, this has nothing to do with my fact, but this is, they were very strict on, like, punishment of criminal activity. Let me guess, they had, like, an elephant sit on the person until they died? No. Oh. They made you watch the movie Prince of Persia with Jake Gyllenhaal? <laughs> yeah. There are two, <laughs> two I read. I'll tell you one. So, they, if you stole something, they would try to find a location relatively close to where you stole your stuff, and they would hope, hope that there were two trees there, and they would bend the trees together and they would tie them at the top because you know like you ever see, yeah they would tie the trees at the top in like a heart so, shape no they just connect so when they would untie them they go you know like you know like that so they tie the trees at the top then they take the person and they tie upside down one leg to one top of the tree and then one leg to the other top of the tree so when they cut the binding to the trees and the trees snap open it rips the person in half. Oh, it sounds, it sounds yeah. like a, the workout I do at the park, but not really. <laughs> yeah, with that dog. <laughs> but uh, I thought that was disgusting. There was another one involving force-feeding them and being eaten by bugs to death. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. But anyway, so they were very serious on crime. But what happens if the crime is committed by royalty? Dun, dun, dun! I'm, I'm assuming they get to pick somebody else to do do, do their uh, uh, punishment for them. Like, oh, uh, I think Ted should be uh, hung from a tree. Did they get put uh, in an iron mask? Mike uh, must have read my fact. Anyway. No, I'm just <laughs> guessing because that's what royals would do. So, the king of Persia from 404 to 358 BC Bill. was Arta, Artaxerxes II. Okay. He was the son of Darius II. Yeah. Oh, from the Bible. Yep. Parisatis was his okay. mom. I apologize to anyone listening if I'm saying the names wrong. There's a lot of very confused Persians listening to this podcast right now. Yes. Now, there was a lot of... He was dealing with a lot of rebellions. You know, he had a lot of... I think his brother 
um, tried to, you know, t- take over from him and his mom had taken his brother's side and stuff and he had to squash that. So he was dealing with a lot of, you know, king drama. And what's the last thing you want to do when you come home from all your king drama is you have to deal with family drama. And his mom, Parisatis, hated his wife, Statira. So, yeah. Classic mother-in-law. Mother-in-law, daughter-in-law. They hated each other. So much so, and this is just me speculating, but have you ever seen uh, Itchy and Scratchy? Yeah. Or no, Spy versus Spy, where they're trying to kill each other all the time. I'm assuming yeah. it's like that. But they're, he couldn't trust them together because he knew that they hated each other so much that one would try to kill the other. And so he was so nervous that he, whenever they ate like dinner together, he made them eat the same off the same plate. So they couldn't Not poison bad. each other. Save money on food? So I'm almost done. This is a very short fact. But he would—he uh, was so nervous about them poisoning each other, they would eat off the same plate. So then his mom got a genius idea. He had, she had, and uh, a servant put poison on just one side of a knife. Makes so sense. when they cut through the meat, only half of the meat got poisoned, and the other half was not poisoned. So the mother murdered the daughter by poison. Apparently it yeah. worked. It sounds like a really stupid plan. It does but... sound like a plan that would backfire <laughs> easily. Because what if the poison <laughs> got off uh, onto the other side a little bit? You know how uh, you know serious poison is. It doesn't mess up. Yeah. It doesn't accidentally go where it's not supposed to. Well, then you also spin your plate once you cut the meat up. Ah, it's true. That's what I do at my house. <laughs> I said earlier how serious they were about punishments. So he did. He didn't want to kill his mom. He did exile her and then, like, just let her back in the house, like, a little bit later. Like, so she came right back. So really no harm, no foul. But they had to punish somebody, so they tortured his her servants until they admitted to doing it. And uh, the one uh, servant, I think, that served the food, he had his head bashed in with a rock. And then the woman who had the knife got killed. And they killed pretty much everyone involved except for the mother. And then, so, Mike, you were right on the money. I assume that's when what you're the people would do. They always want somebody else yeah. to to do their time for them. Yeah. If you do the crime, someone else will do the time. Yep. And uh, so she, apparently, according to the quick uh, research I did, she just lived out her days going after people that she <laughs> did not like and killing them. And So she sounds like she didn't learn it. any lessons at all. She learned no yeah. lessons from getting caught nope. for murder. I feel like if you're willing to poison somebody, you don't really learn many lessons after that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but what about the husband, the son, Artaxerxes? Yeah. You know, he went on to remarry. Yeah. An estimated 350 more times. Really? Did his mom all kill all 350? <laughs> I, it didn't say any of the others were murdered. This is the only notable death. So apparently he just had a, a lot of wives. Yeah, and was then, he competing uh, with King Solomon at the time? <laughs> yeah, they were going. They had a correspondence going back and forth, um, and he had an estimated 115 sons. So, Mike Maloney, if you think you uh, had a lot with your five sons, just check out Artaxerxes with his 115. And my name, my fact is, take that, Mike Maloney. Mm-hmm. No, my fact. I don't have a name for this. They call it the. Uh, Queen of Persia or something. I don't know. 
The rich bitch. I don't have a clever name for it. Rich bitch. No, I don't want to, because what if a Persian listener is listening to this and they won't vote for me? A dinner most foul. There you go. Well, there you have it, folks. <laughs> we have uh, three facts. You have the coolest effing animal. My fact. You have the death of the pate. Mike's fact. And dinner most foul. So go to factoffpodcast.com to vote. I think um, I know who wins this week. <laughs> click on the, or you can click on the vote button in the show notes. Um, don't forget to like us on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, Pat's off this summer, so he'll be posting a lot more, hopefully. Oh, um, what well, did the last week? I posted so much last week. It's crazy. Yeah, it was a good time. The lamentations of the people are crying out for We went more viral posts. last week. I don't think you know what that word means. <laughs> I got sick. <laughs> Most importantly, have a great day.